0: Moving on to the Astros, the team has received a plethora of backlash stemming from their sign-stealing scandal. It's even crossing sports. LeBron James chiming in, the King tweeting this out. Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports, and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be expletive, irate. I mean, like, uncontrollable about what I would, could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your (laughs) players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, etc. they are about this. Literally, the ball is in your court, or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. Wow. Those are big words, Doug. How does baseball move on from this?
1: I I just think they got to let the games begin. That's that's the problem with Mm. it. How do you move on when there's no reason? You're going to have, obviously spring training games, and you're going to have some balls being thrown um, at, at some of these Houston Astros players. You have Nick Maracus saying these guys I couldn't tell, did he say they need a beaning or a beating? Everybody beating. says, it beating. sounded like beating, but it might have been beaning because it wasn't okay. a strong T. It was kind of like a hard hit in New Britain, right? He kind of <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> he, he didn't really enunciate the right syllable. Beaning anyway, makes I, more I, sense I hope he was't saying beaning, beaning though. But that's that what's going to happen. How do they move on? I, look, I, 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 while I agree with LeBron and I have no problem, like this idea that he can't comment about baseball when he's a basketball player. Like, I love you. Right? You're, you're not right. supposed to be a sports fan?
0: I hate staying your on the On the other hand, but
1: sports is his Beyond lane. Sports, right? Right. You'd, rather, mm-hmm. you'd rather non-professional athletes or other, you know, mooks on TV that have never played a sport to comment, but he right. can't comment? I So I have no problem with commenting. It's just the reality of it. Like, yes, listen to your players. I think that's, that to me is the part that's most astounding about this scandal, is that, and you know because you cover it for the MLB Network, right? Is that you go back to steroids, any other controversy, players never speak out about other players, especially in baseball. It's the tightest union yep. there is, and they're in a CBA negotiation right now. And other players, like Mike Trout had something to say. I'm an Angel fan, okay? Mike Trout has never had anything to say about anything, ever. And Mike <laughs> Trout's like, you know, if I hit a game-winning home run to win the World Series, I wouldn't, you got no problem you taking off my shirt. Direct shot across the bow yep. to Jose Altuve. And when you have star players Obviously the Dodgers are ticked, that's gonna happen. Obviously, Aaron Judge, who feels like his MVP was, was Rob from th- that's gonna happen. But you have guys that have no dog in the fight, no nothing, and they're commenting. That's that to me signals you have a problem. But I just don't know what Manfred can do. His hands are tied, there's still a month before baseball's played. And then once games are played and guys throw at the Houston Astros, do you suspend those players when you didn't suspend the Astros for participating in this scandal? I, I think they're in a real they're. Between a, between a rock and a hard place. I,
2: I think the reason that, as you said, this is very unusual, especially for baseball. Mm-hmm. And Manfred's whole issue was, I can't you know, punish the players because I can't go against the union, but yet members of the union, the players, are going against members of the union, yes. the players. So that, and I think it's because the baseball union has always looked out for the interests of all the players. Right. Not just the superstars, not just a select few, all of them, and they are looking at this like you took jobs away from some guys. Mm-hmm. You took contracts but, 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 but away from wait, some so guys. But boy, so did steroids, though. This is the whole thing. Like, but, but Well, let's deal. Let's stick with where we're at right okay. now. And so I think that's why the players are so upset is because guys, you know, lost jobs because of this. Now, I do think there's something he can do. He can't suspend players. They won't beat the union in that regard. And there there was a great article in The Athletic yesterday about how even the legalities of it because the players weren't informed by the league about the repercussions of doing what they did directly. Like, there's no chance you would win in a court of law or anything like that against Even the players.
0: Even if he had not granted immunity, you're saying? yeah, Right. That's, that's what the article was saying and, and,
2: you know, lawyers and things like that. So, let's say they can't do anything against the players. To me, and I've, I've been beating this drum since the report came out. Uh, trash can. Vacate, be the trash can. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Vacate the title vacate the title that saw, in my view, that saws everything. Number one, you're not punishing players, you're punishing the organization. So I don't think the union should have much to do with that. Even if the union does have a say, I think the response of many of the players around the league would say that the union would be like, you know what, go ahead, vacate that title. So that you vacate the title, I think you can work around the union. Number two, it satisfies everyone's thirst for justice. That's why we're so upset. Because there's no justice. We've seen people do wrong. Michael Vick did wrong. Went people were all upset about it. Went to jail, paid the price, Great. and now he's out and people like him. Right. So we want justice. And there's no justice been served. So it satisfies that thirst. I think a lot of the players around the league will be like, okay, they lost their rings. They lost their trophy, their piece of metal, so to speak. They they lost their you know, no longer champions. They can't walk around and say we're champions. It's not, when you go to baseballreference.com, it's not World Series champion on there. It's erased. And I think, Doug, we know in college sports, the Fab Five they didn't make the Final Four, right? Reggie Bush didn't win the Heisman. We all remember it. I still consider Reggie Bush a Heisman Trophy winner. Of course he is. However, the difference is that the violations that he did, that the Fab Five in Michigan did, they were off the field. They had nothing to do with the actual competition. In this case, this was all about the competition. Your cheating ruined the competition of the game on the field. (laughs) So I really, if they took away the chance championship. Took away all, and, and I and I like if they could take away the money, too. It was like $429,000 per, per player. Right. You ain't getting the money. I'd the, the, the love, the, the love if they could get the money, just take it too. out of their checks, you know, their next What are they check? supposed to do?
0: Go into each of their homes and like physically no, take no, the ring back? No, all you back?
2: do is when they get their next checks, you just, you take that money out of the checks. You can even do it Per week, you can do it one fell swoop. However, you want to do it, but take the money out of their checks. Maybe they can't do that. Yeah, I think can you I, can try. Can
3: I
0: make three quick points that, that no. I thought Rob Manfred addressed pretty well yesterday in his process. He did apologize for the the trophy comment, which that's you know, ridiculous. It's uh, yeah, it You was, can't
2: belittle your own trophy like that. It, no, but, but he I, said
0: he was. He, it was in reference. He was trying to make a point kind of making And, it and you know, I and I actually think when you got to be, you you it,
1: it. no better Yeah, that. but when you listen to it in totality, I don't think it was bad in a short soundbite. I, I agree it was a mistake, but like we, like Justin Turner saying, take the commissioner's name off the trophy, like listen yeah, to the trophy. Yeah. He was yeah. talking about the symbolism Taken of out of context. It, which I exactly. actually agree with you. You take them off, the, you take their name off the trophy. But go ahead. The point
3: points.
0: I'm making is he said, In reference to the players making all these comments, he said, It was your union that said we cannot punish the players. He was getting nowhere in the investigation. They started the investigation. They weren't getting any answers. They wanted clarity. They went to the players' union and said, We need cooperation from your players. They came back and said, Okay, are you going to punish the players? He said, We can't rule that out. So they went back to them and they said, Okay, what if we give immunity to a small list of players for their cooperation? The players' union said, No, unless you give immunity to all of the players on the team. We are not cooperating. Our players are not cooperating. So when Aaron Judge and Justin Turner and Nick Marcakis speak out about not punishing the players, their own union fought for that. And so Manfred's hands were tied there. The no retaliation thing Manfred has made clear and they've had meetings, he said, with all the field managers, all the baseball managers. If there's retaliation, there's going to be punishments because you are endangering people's health. That's going to look even worse. Well, I get go- it I, it I will. It certainly worse. will. It's here's, here,
1: here's the And
0: one more point, vacating the title, he said, look, I thought about vacating the title long and hard. It's never been done. There's no precedent in baseball. You could break precedent, yes. But what you think about when the 2017 Astros? you said yesterday, you think in four years people are going to forget about it. I don't think people are going to forget about it. People are people going to forget that Barry Bonds took steroids? Nobody's forgetting about yes, that. Yes, no, There is but not nobody, an asterisk on There should be. everyone assumes there. No, right? no, 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 no. Everyone associates an asterisk. Erase it. You had to put an asterisk there because everyone's already putting the asterisk there.
1: should be no, just put, a, just put an champion. asterisk by it. I think an asterisk is even better because then better we, than vacating the title. Yes, because the asterisk then, when you look it up or you tell, then it becomes a story. Why is there an asterisk there? Then you kind of then you tell the story. I think either way, it is a symbolic gesture. I think that's where he missed. The symbolic gesture is is much bigger. Hey, we do remember nothing. We can kind of do. The other mistake I believe he made was he he cowered to the union by keeping it all of this discussion about the fact that the Astros. W- those players would not disclose anything that went on until they were granted full immunity. That should have been made public right then and there. You, you, you could you could have created public sentiment to support you. Like, hey, listen. I'm Rob Manfred. I want to get to the bottom of this, but the Houston Astros won't play ball, and the MLBPA won't allow us to do so unless we grant full immunity. We don't think that's the right thing to do. You didn't leverage the power of the commissioner's office against the Astros. You bowed down to them, and had you done that, or simply, hey, listen, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. We're going to suspend the entire operation for a year, and I I guarantee you would have had pressure from the owner, who's an idiot for what he said about it not helping their performance. Um, You would have have had the pressure for them to talk. he didn't put the pressure points, and I and I I do understand that the union is powerful and the union supported uh, its its players. But I think this thing was mishandled because it was it was kept. We were kept in the dark as the investigation until it was done, and the public would have supported him and made those players talk.
0: Perhaps, perhaps, but you might be overstating or, or understating the importance of just clubhouse pressure in baseball. And it's one of those things that what stays inside the clubhouse, you, you don't talk about until it. Now. Do you remember when the report first came out? and a lot of people were jumping on Mike Fires, yes. saying he shouldn't have talked. Yes. A lot of people, including people in the media and players, were saying, it doesn't sit right with me that he talked. Now people are saying, oh, good for him for talking. It's cleaning up the sport, and those players need to be punished. Baseball the sentiment Baseball didn't has want changed. to
2: investigate. That's why they didn't do all the stuff you said. The media broke this. Baseball wouldn't have done this, just like the steroids. Media broke that. Yeah.
4: The baseball didn't reveal it. Look around you. It's a wireless world, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. And Raycon's latest model, E25, is their best one yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. Now's the time. To get the latest and greatest from Raycon, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash F-T-F. That's buyraycon.com F-T-F for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash F-T-F.
0: The eat? do you think Breeze has enough left in the tank?
5: Well, I think Breeze has enough left in the tank for this team to be a serious contender because Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis have put together a really good roster, and I think Drew Breeze is not a guy that's going to elevate the play of everybody around him at this stage in his career, but I think he's a guy that can still take advantage of having really good personnel. Now, as far as the situation and the cost-benefit analysis, it all comes down to how much this contract on a one-year proposition is going to cost the New Orleans Saints because if you're talking about Drew Breeze at $25 million, I like it a lot more than Drew Brees at $30 million because you still have some guys on that roster that you would like to extend and keep around. Andrews, Pete, Eli Apple, Von Bell. All of those guys are starters. All of those are key contributors. And again, we're talking about making sure that you have a complete football team. So when you look at the last two playoff exits for the New Orleans Saints, they were because of Drew Brees' turnovers. Two years ago, everybody wants to blame the, the DPI no-call on Nickel Roby Coleman, but the Saints got the ball in right. overtime. overtime. And Drew Brees ended up throwing an interception. Now he was under duress, Dante Fowler Jr., we all know that, but that was because of a turnover. This year, he had an interception and a sack fumble that ultimately yeah. ended up gifting the game to the Minnesota Vikings. So you could argue that Drew Brees was the reason why that team didn't advance past where they got to the last couple of years. So to me, I think it's hard to ignore those signs that Drew Brees, in terms of physical ability, is diminishing a little bit.
1: I I agree with you. I I, I think we're, we're so taken by the numbers, and he's been an all-time great in terms of accumulating those numbers. It, it it is helped by playing with Sean Payton, playing indoors, playing with now Michael Thomas and and all the the plethora of talent that he's played with. Especially recently, they've done a smart job, maybe unlike the Patriots, of getting an aging quarterback better weapons to make him look better. But, but Chris, I'm not only with you in terms of putting a good a, a substantial portion of the blame. You look at the numbers two years ago when he played the whole season, his numbers fade at the end of the year. Last year he didn't play midseason, so you would think he was rested up and the numbers weren't great in the postseason. And and like look, the problem with some of these guys is. They're, they're robots, and from the time they get there at OTAs to the time you get to the postseason, there's so many reps on those arms, right? And they, they, they just programmed, I have to throw a certain number of balls. I have to go through my process of getting ready that they got a dead arm by the time they get to the playoffs. Uh, my, my question to you is, how much in addition to that do you factor in the mentality of flipping that switch back to playing? When, when you offer up the possibility of retiring, a lot like, and I know he did it longer, Brett Favre. Mm. He goes back to Mississippi isn't it hard to, like, okay, I'm going to flip the switch and now I'm going to play? We've always heard that when athletes, especially football players, contemplate retiring, you are retired. Does that also play into the idea of maybe you shouldn't have come back?
5: Yeah, that's the old Bill Parcells saying. And I actually look at my own career, and that actually happened to me after my 10th season. I was debating whether or not I wanted to come back, came back for year 11, happened to be the only season that I ended up on IR. Get hurt, right? And so we're looking at Drew Brees, and we're saying, okay, this is a situation where he's into his 40s, is he going to be healthy and available the entire year? We saw him miss five games last year because of the thumb, but I mean, players are not known to get healthier as they get older (laughs) in this league. And when you look at Drew Brees, saying that the Saints are going to be a contender would mean saying that we're going to see something from him that we haven't seen from any other quarterback, which is winning a Super Bowl in your age 42 season. I think that's something of significance. When you go back and you look at from 2017 to now, there are, 300, no, there are 48 quarterbacks that have 300 attempts and Drew Brees has the fewest air yards per attempt. He's the only quarterback below 7 air yards per attempt. So that shows you, from a physical standpoint, he's not at a stage in his career where he can challenge every level of the defense and you have to wonder what type of limitations that puts on your team.
2: Well, look, I, I agree with your first point that they still can contend for a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I think last year, they were arguably as good as anybody in the NFC. We saw that game they had with San Francisco 48-46 and Breeze was tremendous. Five touchdowns, no picks, 349 yards. Now, I, I agree exactly with you. at though. home. It, yeah, it was at home and it was early. You, you, you brought up kind of the 12-game theory, which has been the case over the last two years. Last year was one game, one playoff game, so I'd like to see that stretched out and if he faded, you know, just couldn't play anymore after that. I would not sit here and argue that he's not a little bit diminished. But I still think he's a very good quarterback. I still think he's capable of making that team a contender, as I said. I still think he's their best option over Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. So I think this is a good move for them. I think what they have to do, the defense is fine. Obviously, Michael Thomas is fine. You mentioned some players they need to bring back. They also need to get a a stronger running game. Because Alvin Kamara obviously is not the same without Mark Ingram. He's great catching the ball out of the backfield, which is important for Breeze, because like you said, the lack of air yards on his passes. However, they need a running game that is going to get some yards on the ground, not just through the air. So, that's my main thing, and I I think Drew understands that, and that's why I think he will work with them financially, just like he did with his last contract.
5: Yeah, well, here's the thing. The running game, I'm not too much worried about it because they do have a really good offensive line. I think that's just a matter of finding a running back that can complement what Alvin Kamara brings to the table because I think we do see a drop-off between Mark Ingram and Latavius yes. Murray and what those two running backs bring to the table. You do need that in-between-the-tackles-thumper type of running back, a guy that can be a true hammer for your run game because you have to complement Drew Brees at this stage in his career probably more than you had to consider in years past just because he's not the same player. But again, this is going to come down to the numbers on the contract, what it looks like, and the kind of flexibility that is going to afford Mickey Loomis in terms of trying to retain some of those pieces. But the other part of the game is looking at what this does to the quarterback situations in that in New Orleans. The guys not named Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill. You'd like to be able to have
2: is their best option. Well, I think
5: it depends on the number. It just depends on the number. It's going to be probably round twenty-seven million. It depends on the numbers. But here's what I will say: I know a lot of organizations like to have a succession plan in place for your quarterback. I mean, we saw with with Tom Brady in New England. Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but he couldn't because Tom Brady forced his hand. You saw the handoff in Green Bay, Brett Favre, and Rodgers, even back in the day with the 49ers, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Most organizations would like to have that handoff. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is in the same caliber or same ilk as those guys. But we saw Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that you can win with with it's this going roster. To be, yeah. they, but they think that Taysom Hill yeah, is their the
1: apparent. Up. That has been their thing. Like we think they don't have enough of a sample size from Taysom. They, Hill they think they the do. Ball. No, they, they do. think they do. Do. in a
5: game we don't have enough of a sample size. I agree with you, but they think say they that do. Taysom Hill is I, the heir
1: apparent. I understand. I mean, like, look, I, I we we all agree we haven't seen enough, right. and when we sure. see him now, it's a change of pace. So it's hard to see what he would look like downs one through three when we see him on fourth down or in short yard situations in the red zone. But one, the style has worked some with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, they think he's he, they, they even, you know, their former special teams coach came out and said he's even better thrower yeah, than, than yeah. Lamar Jackson. That's why, well, I, Doug. If we
5: whole,
2: if, I, if he I was going to be the was, heir apparent, they, why
5: didn't he play when Drew Brees was out this past, past year? He threw one pass. Why in didn't five he play, games Why wasn't was he the starter out. over <laughs> Listen, Teddy Bridgewater? I, 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 but they I, think, I, think I, they got him. I I'm asking you. I'm asking a question. Because if Taysom Hill is the heir apparent, Why didn't Taysom Hill take the starters reps before Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees was
1: out last year? I would think it's because they believe they have to change the entire offense. That that's the, the hard part about it, that they have to change the entire offense to run it like, like Lamar's they, they like Lamar's offense. And that's that's and they're gonna have to get a backup who's more like Taysom Hill. Otherwise, you, you when if Taysom Hill goes down, right. he got hurt in college several times, and, and that style is one that you can get hurt in, then you're gonna have to have a backup that's more like Taysom Hill than is like Drew Brees. That would be that would be an educated, educated guess on it. And I would also say that look, we can give Sean Payton a he knows a lot about quarterbacks. He's yes. the one who he's the one who signed Tony Romo as an undrafted yep. guy. In Dallas, he obviously has established Drew Brees as an all time great. My thing is, you got hurt. Uh, whether Peyton Manning got hurt or he just wasn't any good, he was injured his last year. Um, Eli Manning tried to run it back and tried to fix it with the Giants. It didn't happen. I just, he already got hurt last year and was only a thumb. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes. Losing in the playoffs as much as it hurts is a sign. Hey, dude, this is not going to happen again. You should walk out that door with all your faculties as a great father and potentially do television. I, I kind of feel like he's going to he, because he'd be great on TV. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Look, look, <laughs> look at his contemporaries talking about retirement for what four years? Yes,
2: now? and his arm almost fell off hurt, last but, year. But he, he was fine for the, before last no, year. No, no, he was bad. But but I, I, yeah, just he just was saying, throwing the ball to the other he's table. Like, like, look about look retirement at retirement for
1: years. I understand. Look at all. Look at all his contemporaries, right? Eli's done. Dave, okay? Ben Rothsberger just had his arm almost fell off. He had Tommy John surgery. That never happens to football players, right? And and Philip Rivers We could say this thing just, about Brady's contemporaries. Yes, and Brady, gone. and Brady has fallen off as less maybe than most people his age, but not to but the he's point where Tom he doesn't need to be playing.
2: And and I think it's the same with Breeze. As you said, he's dropped off a little, but to the point where he shouldn't be
4: playing? No. He's still their best quarterback. Have you ever had muscle pain? I'm talking stop you and your tracks will never work out again. What am I going to do? Kind of pain. This is the kind of pain Dr. Jason Worsland was in when he created Theragun, the deep muscle massager that's unlike anything you've ever felt. Theragun isn't a cheap massager that just tickles your muscles. Their handheld percussive device uses a scientifically calibrated combination of speed, depth, and power to release the deepest muscle tension. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, you can use Theragun. Theragun is the preferred muscle recovery device for over 250 professional sports teams and used by hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers around the world to reduce pain, increase range of motion, and soothe aching muscles. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash cadence for a limited time. Our listeners get a free charging stand with a purchase a $79 value. That's theragun.com slash cadence theragun.com slash cadence. All
0: right, we're going to move on Apple trees from a vet like to a soon-to-be rookie. How Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy and a national championship while leading LSU to a perfect 15-0 season last year. So the thought of being drafted number one overall to a Bengals team that has just 15 wins over their last three seasons isn't exactly thrilling for the 23-year-old QB, with Burrow saying, quote, I do have leverage. They have their process and I have my process. We haven't even gotten to the combine yet. There's a lot of things that have to happen leading up to the draft and a lot of information gathered. So Canty, it's starting to look like Joe Burrow might snub the Bengals if they draft them. What do you think?
5: I think this is a little bit curious in terms of Joe Burrow verbalizing that he has leverage at this stage in the pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. Like We haven't gotten to the combine. That's next week. He hadn't hold, hosted his own pro day. That's, that's a ways down the line. He hadn't had a conversation with the Cincinnati Bengals organization, their head coach Zach Taylor, to see how they view him. So I think any type of positioning in terms of exercising leverage because you don't want to be in Cincinnati with the number one overall pick is premature on his part. Now, I understand 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 where it's coming from. He's being trained by Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's brother. And Carson came out and said some things recently critical about the organization, saying they're not willing to do what it takes, exhaust every resource in order to make the team a Super Bowl contender. I know a lot of people in NFL circles feel the same way about that organization. So I do get the trepidation on Burrow's part in terms of going to Cincinnati because when you are drafted number one overall and you did win a Heisman in college, especially coming off of the season that Joe had, there are going to be lofty expectations. You want to be with an organization that's going to help you realize your full potential so you can meet and exceed those expectations. Cincinnati hasn't been that place for a lot of high draft picks, so I get it, but at this stage in the process I just think it's it's far too early for Joe Burrow to make that type of determination. He's not making an informed decision if he, need, he is trying to position himself not to be selected by the Bengals. And here's to me the
1: biggest thing, Chris, is everybody's saying well, you pull pulling Eli Manning. When Eli Manning pulled in Eli Manning, Eli Manning didn't say a word. There's no quote from Eli Manning saying, I don't know, but I got leverage over the San Diego Chargers. Eli Manning was brilliant in that he said nothing, right? Even when they fired the whole staff for benching him, he never said a word. That's not how he did it. He, he, in, in public, you have one public face. And, hey, whoever drafts me, if it's Cincinnati Bengals, I get to be the number one pick and play how how great. Behind the scenes, let your agent handle that. you, you got to be smarter. And, and to the idea that he has leverage, no, he doesn't. They have the number one pick, and if he doesn't want to play for them, they are going to let him sit and let him rot. That's what the Bengals have done. That's what the Bengals will do. You think they're going to pass on the number one quarterback prospect when they need a quarterback who's from the state of Ohio, who just right. won a national championship, who had maybe the best year in the history of the sport at the position? They're not passing on him because Carson Palmer a, a decade ago had a bad run and decided he wanted to retire. They don't care. It's not how the Bengals are, are wired, and I think it's a mistake to make any negative feelings public at this point or at any point in time.
2: Yeah, I- I'm with you. And look, I-, I think that he he seems to be sending signals that he doesn't want to play for the Bengals if they go ahead and draft him I think he'll put on a happy face and play for him he is the type of kid you saw it at LSU he's got some cockiness that I like he seems like a leader I'm sure he believes wherever he goes he can be successful to your point Carson Palmer Jordan Palmer I, it seems obvious he's hearing negative things from them because we've heard negative things from Carson. Here's what I'd say, though. And I'm not saying the Bengals are this great organization. Okay? The reputation is well-deserved. But are they just this absolute worst organization in football? They've had more They're in success, the they've had more success <laughs> yeah. than the they, Cleveland Browns. Let me finish. They've had more success than the Cleveland Browns. They've had more success than the Detroit Lions. They've been to Super Bowls. I know it was three and four decades ago. They've been to two Super Bowls. And Carson Palmer, does he take any of the blame? He was there seven years. They made it to two playoffs. As soon as they replaced Carson Palmer with Andy Dalton, same coach, they went to five straight playoffs. Well, it, I know they it, didn't it win tore a game
1: up in one playoff.
3: Fine,
2: game. he came back. Yeah. And and my point is, he made it two out of seven years. Andy Dalton goes on a fi- immediately a five-playoff game, you know, year right. run. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, they've had some of the better players in the league there before. Even now, you got a Joe Mixon. You got a A.J. Green. I, I just, I'm not saying they don't have their issues right. and that they're as in as some other teams are. But to act like they're just this no-man's land in the NFL, I
5: just don't think it, it it matches up historically. Well, CB, it's a team that's bereft of talent right now, and it's an organization that has shown reluctance to dive into free agency. They usually try to build through the draft, and then they keep their own guys around. The problem is they haven't been hitting on a lot of that, those draft picks that they have had over the last four or five seasons. So it is a tough situation for Joe Burrow to go in because you don't have a ton to work with. And you're talking about A.J. Green. We'll see what happens yeah, with might, A.J. Green. He might be gone. So I I look at this, and if you're Joe Burrow, I get the concern. But you still have to sit down and talk to the organization before you can come out publicly and say, well, I've got leverage in this situation. I think he's doing himself a disservice. At this point, anything other than saying that you want to be the number one overall pick is 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 a misstep in my opinion? I, I completely agree. We're, we're we're all we're all kind of I think
1: lockstep in the what is the what is the win right? right. What's the win in him saying anything negative? Right I think now? he just
2: hope if he doesn't want to go there, the win in his mind is I can deter them from
1: taking me. Perhaps. Yeah, I, and I think if we look back when they were the Bungles before they became the Bengals, right? They had all these they had all these off the field issues, but that was kind of how they were built. They took guys right. like a Michael Johnson, right, who who was really a first round talent, took him in the third round. They would take guys that were risks, and Marvin Lewis found a way to make it all work, right? He was the adult in the room. Mm-hmm. I talked to TJ Hushmanzada, of course, worked with us at Fox, and he was like, man, my first year there, before Marvin was there, like, we had we, all kinds of craziness <laughs> during, during training camp, right? Mm-hmm. That was just things that didn't go on anywhere else. Um, And I I don't think those days have returned with Zach Taylor, but he's not a guy that comes in and commands a room and has the respect of everybody where you can take some guys that are risky and he'll get them to fall in line. So it's it's a little bit of who they are. I think, here's one thing I would love Carson to do, and I've known Carson for 30 years. Grew up in the same area, have same friends, um, and he needs to come out and explain to people why he did what he did. Because he, at the time, took the biggest contract in the history of the NFL, and then tore up his knee. And I, and again, this is me they relaying. They were looking good at that point. This yeah. is me relaying what I have been told by people close to him, and by Carson a little bit, is like, look, he said before he retired, he said, look, I, I want to come back, and I want to make this work, but here's like 10 things we need to do. And there was little things, like, you know, they didn't have new towels. Mm-hmm. They didn't stay in a hotel the night before a game. So So guys could go out and do whatever. And do you need to? Maybe not. But everybody else in the NFL was doing it. You know, from the facilities and the resources and all the other stuff that says to players that really care, hey, we care too. We're willing to waste a little bit of money just to show you how much we care. And when that didn't happen, he was like, look, I I can't help you, I'd rather not play than play for an organization that doesn't understand what it takes to win. I do think some of those things have changed. They still have a small scouting department, they still make bizarre decisions, they still don't buy into free agency. Some of that is actually good because most people miss, 66% of the time you miss in free agency anyway, but it's the, the, the message you're sending to players about your investment in winning and winning now, which resonates around the league and is clearly missing in Cincinnati.
3: We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has now teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, so you have less stress, so you perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to com.com sports 40, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com sports 40. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at com.com slash sports 40. That's com.com slash sports 40. Time now to
0: play in or out. 41-year-old Drew Brees has decided to return for his 20th season, posting to Instagram that he wants to make another run at it with the Saints. Doug, are you in or out on Brees needing another Super Bowl win to cement his legacy as one of the greats?
1: Um, I'm in that he needs to win another Super Bowl. I, I think when you when you ask people that are fans or you ask people that are experts, you know, like, like a Chris who played, they'd say, like, look, he's had a great career. he's been a, a great, we kind of throw around great, but he's not in that upper echelon. He doesn't crack that tier of I don't I don't know, I don't know what it's the genese quad, I don't know what it is. But if you win two Super Bowls, now all of a sudden, there's not a lot of people can say about you, right? Um, yes, I think he needs to win one more to cement that legacy as one of the best of the best of the best, because I do think it's kind of missing.
5: I don't think he he needs to, so I'm out. I I get it. You want to be in the room with Tom Brady, Joe Montana, John Elway. But to me, when Drew Brees walks away, he would have cemented himself as one of the all-time greats just because when you look at his ranks in every major statistical category to evaluate a passer, he's going to be number one or he's going to be right there at the top. So for me, the longevity and the productivity says that he was one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, not just one of the greatest quarterbacks in this era.
2: I'm out because I don't think, as as great as it would be to see him win another Super Bowl, and it would help his legacy a little bit, I don't think it changes his stature. He's already a Hall of Famer. He's already an all-time great, like an elite of the elite. But he's not on that Brady, Peyton Manning, even though Manning only had two Super Bowls. Right. Uh, Montana, you know, that level. And I don't think... Winning another Super Bowl gets him to that level, as great as it would be, I, even with all the numbers. And you look at the guys I mentioned and a few others, every year they were healthy once they really got rolling. Their teams were really good in the playoffs, winning double digit, you know, digits every year. Breeze had a lot of seven and nine seasons. I know a lot of that was the defense and stuff, but I think that's part of why he's not viewed as the Brady's and Montana's and and guys like that are. Even Peyton Manning, even. Even though he has all those records, LA two, Roethlisberger L- two,
1: Eli two, right? Like you. you, you well, get he's that. ahead of Eli. Yeah, um, he's, but he's, 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 yeah. I, I think he is as well. But the only argument you can use is, well, he's only got one. And if we remember that game, the onside kick really kind of changed the game. It was more of a defensive-oriented game than, than offense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: You're right in that if he got two, it would be hard to argue. But I just think in our general feelings, you would you still feel like Drew Brees is up there with with those guys? No. I mentioned, okay, that's what I'm saying. No, but I do but think the it changes, argument think tough, it changes right. the argument. Right. right.
0: All right, well, with Breeze back in New Orleans, it looks like backup Teddy Bridgewater will be the odd man out. So, Doug, are you in or out on Bridgewater leading a team other than the Saints to the playoffs next season? To
1: the playoffs? I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that leads you to the playoffs. I think he's solid. I think he's a great guy. I think people like him. I, I feel like, I think like Carolina is the be- best fit for him. Um, you know, when... The, you know, the play caller from LSU, who used to be Joe in New Brady, Orleans, yep. Yeah, Joe Brady goes, and he's their offensive coordinator. Like, you got to go where you know the system, where they know the quarterback. I think that's a fit, and I don't feel like Carolina's a playoff team. Um, and I don't think, as a free agent, he's going to—the the teams that are playoff teams that need a quarterback, maybe outside of the Chargers, I don't think look at him that way. So, I'm out on him leading a team to the playoffs. I'm in on him— being a a solid starting quarterback? I'm in on him. I I think that, you know, look, if he went to Indianapolis with Frank Reich, I think, you know, they got the
2: running game. They got receivers, the defense. I think he could lead them to the playoffs offensive line. Tampa Bay, you know, cut out those mistakes that Jameis makes. And and now, if I'm them, I would stick with Jameis. Mm. But if they went with Bridgewater, I think they might have a chance. Obviously, the NFC's tough but they might have a chance. But I think if he goes to Indy, if he somehow ended up in New England, if Brady's not there, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs too.
5: Uh, I'm, I'm out on this just because we don't know where he's going to end up being. And I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a force multiplier. Now he can show me different, but I don't see it right now. I do think he's good enough that if you have the right supporting cast, he can get your team in the playoffs. But right now, it's impossible to tell where he's going to go. This 2020 quarterback carousel in the offseason remains to be seen. What the possible Landing spots for him are, but I do think Teddy Bridgewater is a solid quarterback. But leading a team to the playoffs, no matter what team he's on, I'm out on that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of quarterback carousels, on to Cam Newton. Monday, we reported that the Panthers believe Cam will pass his physical in March, and now reports are Carolina leaked that because they're poised to trade the quarterback. Doug, are you in or out on Cam being the Panthers' starting quarterback next season? Out,
1: out. New regime. All his, he's the last of the Mohicans, really. That's left. Um, I, I mentioned you bring in Joe Brady, which that Saint style is more about accuracy. That's not Cam Newton. Uh, he struggles to stay healthy. He's not the same runner he was um, in the past. I'm not, do I think he gets another opportunity? Sure. It's only only $19 million, right? But right. for a starting quarterback, a former MVP. I also think we massively overrated Cam Newton. He had one great year. One. The rest, 60% or so passing or lower 20 22 touchdowns 14 receptions and that's when he was healthy now again in the 30s not healthy I'm I'm out. I think Carolina knows they've seen his best days and they're going to sell him at a bargain basement price.
5: I'm out. The Carolina Panthers are not a contender this year. It's a team that's in transition. Ron Rivera's gone. Greg Olson gone. Luke Keekly gone. Seems like the new owner is intent on stripping this thing down to the studs and I don't think Cam Newton is a part of that, especially when you realize that Cam Newton could probably fetch you some significant draft capital just because his cap number for 2020 is a very manageable $19 million. So I do think there will be some trade value for him. The Carolina Panthers will flip him if he's healthy for a draft pick and that will add to their future plans and the ammunition that their general manager will have going into the 2021 offseason.
2: I'm with you guys in that I don't think he will be there. But I, I'm going to say in because I don't think it'd be the worst idea in the world to keep him because, as you said, $19 million is all he's making. He's got one year left on his deal. Give it a try. See if he's healthy. Matt Rule's got plenty of security. Seven-year deal. So he, he, it doesn't have to all be in this one year you turn it around. If you don't have a great alternative, you don't have your young guy that you think is your quarterback of the future, why not go
5: with Cam Wood? Well, year? their quarterback of the future is down I-85 Rex. in Clemson, Rex. South Carolina. Or, so can, or,
1: or at Ohio State. So so yeah, basically, Yeah,
5: yeah essentially. Yes. Yeah, lose for Lawrence. Yes. Can we can we start banging the drum for lose that now? For lose for Lawrence. Well then if we're listening to you, maybe they keep Cam. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Would you lose <laughs> with Cam? But see, lose that's the thing. Well here's Cam. the thing. Why, why, why put Cam out there and devalue something that could be an asset nice. that you could help get you more picks with? Valid say point. It. <laughs>
3: Thank you for listening to the First Things First podcast. Remember, leave us a review and tell us what you think. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and catch us on FS1 Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern.